As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Coal mining has been the lifeblood of many communities across Appalachia. It's provided income, housing, and work for generations of men. But those good things often come with a deadly price tag, one of which we're going to tell you about today. Hello, folks. I'm Steve Gilley, along with Rod Mullins, and this is Stories, A History of Appalachia. Well, Steve, I don't think that a lot of people in this day and age uh, comprehend some of the things that happened back in the early days of coal mining, the uh, that goes along with the song, You Owed Your Soul to the Company Store, let alone anything else. But, uh, you know, people just aren't familiar with it. But it was, you know, you went to cut mine coal, yeah, but you kind of were like, well, for lack of a better term, you're almost like slave labor was what you were more than anything else. Am I right? Well, funny you mention that because that could just be the term for something else that happened in this same area, Coal Creek. You remember uh, that, don't you? Yes, With I the did. The convict labor, they were pretty much yeah. slaves up there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, this particular story, it's sort of close to that time, mm-hmm. but to be honest with you, they didn't get involved in all that convict labor issue, not, at least not the company we're going to talk about today. Right. And that company is the Coal Creek Coal Company, which was organized by Knoxville businessman E.C. Camp. Its first mine opened in 1870 at the community of Freighterville in Anderson County, Tennessee. And unlike many other Coal Creek area mines, those operated by the Coal Creek Coal Company developed a reputation for entering into fair contracts with its miners paying a fair wage and operating safely. In fact, the Freighterville mine was considered one of the safest in the area, if not the entire state of Tennessee. And, Rod, here's a fun fact for you. The Coal Creek Coal Company was one of the very few coal operators that never paid their men in scrip, nor did they engage in using convict labor, avoiding that labor unrest we talked about a second ago during the Coal Creek War in the 1890s. We'll just throw my ideas completely out the window with this because I was thinking company housing, script, all this other stuff. And now you're telling me, oh, they never paid them in script. But in May of 1902, 
that great reputation that Coal Creek Coal Company had for safety came to an end. Because on that day, disaster came to the Freighterville mine. There had been some problems with the ventilation system over the weekend. It was causing the machinery to, to be shut down for a while for repairs. And when work started again at the beginning of the week, the ventilation had only recently been restarted. And you know that can cause a lot of problems if it's been off for a certain period of time and then the ventilation starts back again. But I kind of digress right there. Then for a series of unfortunate events, well, those happened. Yeah, they did. That morning, a wall in the Freighterville coal mine collapsed. Several miners were sent to that collapsed wall to investigate. Unknown to them, the failure of the wall had allowed a pocket of methane that hadn't been cleared away by the ventilation machinery to be released into the mine. While they were there examining the debris, something ignited the methane, causing a terrible blast at about 7.30. Debris was blown out of the mine entrance, along with William Morgan, an older English immigrant miner who happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. He, Rod, did survive for a few minutes before he died, but was struck mute by what had happened. Mm. Well, it was reported that day that about 150 men had been killed in the initial explosion, including Mr. Morgan. Now, the dead also included the mine foreman, George Atkins, who had had, well, get this, folks, he had his head blown off in the blast, according to reports. Immediately, a rescue party was organized by the mine superintendent, George Camp, son of E.C. Camp, and a Welsh miner operator from Jellicoe named Philip Francis. They planned to enter the mine to recover the victims and also search for any kind of survivors. The going was tough, though, with the men unable to make it more than 500 feet on the account of fallen slate from the mine and the ceiling where everything was coming down and all the caustic smoke and gas along with the heat of fires caused by the explosion. Now, Steve, there were 200 men, or roughly about 200 men, who had been mining about three miles from the mine entrance, presumably They were still alive due to the distance they had been from the explosion, but they were unable to return to the surface. Well, Rod, another party entered the Thistle Mine on the other side of the mountain, which connected to the Freighterville Mine's tunnels deep underground. But they, too, had to turn back due to the noxious fumes they encountered in their mine caused by the fires ignited by the explosions. The parties did what they could, though, and by the next day, 70 bodies had been recovered from the mine, ranging in age from 14 to 50. They still couldn't make it much further into the mine to search for survivors or other victims, which they now estimated to number close to 300. Mine officials did, however, start to pump air into the mines to clear out the smoke and gas, although, uh, frankly, that didn't help to clear the mines of the smell of decaying bodies. With this Mm. done, officials hoped they could rescue whatever survivors happen to be left. Yeah, just spreading the stench around all through the mine and everything. But from the Thistle Mine entrance, digging was, well, begun to reach the men who were deep inside the Fratterville Mine. Now, the men eventually made it to entry number 15 of the mine where they found the bodies of 26 miners. Now, these 26 men had realized that they were in danger and they had done everything they could to save their lives. They even tried to barricade themselves away from the foul air until they, 
were overcome, and they later died sometime around noon, the estimate was. So we know this because seeing death coming, they had ripped pages from their daybooks and noted what they had been doing. They then wrote farewell letters to their families on the paper that they had left on the walls of the mine passage, including one man who wrote a letter to everybody asking that we all live better lives. Here's just a sample and a few of their last words, Steve. This letter from James A. Brooks, quote, My dear wife and baby, I want you to go back home and take the baby there, so goodbye. I'm gone to heaven, so meet me there. Signed, James A. Brooks. And this other one from Scott Chapman. To everybody, I found the Lord. Do change your way of living. God be with you. Well, here's a couple of letters that I've got here, at least. From J.L. Val. For Henry Beach, Alice, do the best you can. I'm going to rest. Goodbye, little Ellen Darling. Goodbye for us both. Elbert said the Lord had saved him. Do the best you can with the children. We're all praying for air to support us, but it's getting so bad without any air. Howard, Elbert said for you to wear his shoes and clothing. It is now a half past two o'clock on Monday. Pal Harmon's watch is in Audrey Wood's hand. Ellen, I want you to live right and come to heaven. Raise the children the best you can. Oh, how I wish to be with you. Goodbye, all of you. Goodbye. Bury me and Elbert in the same grave. My little Eddie, goodbye, Ellen. Goodbye, Lily. Goodbye, Jimmy. Goodbye, Horace. It's 25 minutes after 2 o'clock. There is a few of us alive, yet, oh God, for one more breath, Ellen, remember me as long as you live. Goodbye, darling. Written by J.L. Val. One more, Steve. This one was from John Hendren. Dear darling mother and sister, I have gone to heaven. I want you to tell me, uh, tell you, I should say, to meet me in heaven. Tell all your friends to meet me there and tell the church I've gone to heaven. Tell my friends not to worry about me as I am now inside of heaven. Tell father to pay all I owe and you stay there and at the house or at the home or at the home and bury me at Pleasant Hill if it suits you all. Bury me in black clothes. This is at about one thirty o'clock on Monday, so goodbye, dear father, mother, and friends. Goodbye all, your boy and brother, John Hendren. Well, Rod, as they moved deep into the mine, it was discovered how bad the initial blast had been. In a report by the Tennessee Commissioner of Labor, the men found that, quote, Bradises had been destroyed, and along the main entry, the force of the explosion was terrific. Timbers and cogs placed to hold a squeeze were blown out. Mine cars, wheels, and doors were shattered, and bodies were dismembered. In total, 216 men died in the Freighterville mine, which represented, get this, Rod, all but three of Freighterville's Whoa. adult men, wow. leaving hundreds of women widowed and about a 1,000 children fatherless. Whew. Wow. Well, on June 8, 1902, a mass memorial service was conducted at the Briceville Community Church. 
Eighty-nine of the miners are buried in the Fratterville Miner Circle in Leech Cemetery, just off of US 25W at Rocky Top, which is on the National Registry of Historic Places. And Steve, when I think of this, uh, I think of some of the more recent mine disasters, maybe not taking out as many men and killing them, but still almost the same exact scenario, gas, a buildup of it, you know, something turned back on the ignition and then boom, the explosion happens, you know, and I think of, um, I think of Sago, I think of one that uh, probably you remember back in the uh, early to mid-90s, the South Mountain explosion that happened in near Norton, Virginia, and I also think of McClure. Uh, we've done a podcast on the McClure One Mine and the explosion that took place. Each one of these are different, and then when you lose a family member, in an an explosion or in a rock fall i've lost two i've lost two uncles actually an uncle on my on my mother's side and an uncle on my father's side they're they're brothers but um it's still the it it still leaves you numb to think about this stuff and to think that these men had to go underground and had to fight through all this and you know people in one way give the miners such a bad name or such a bad how can I say this? I, you know, bad rap for what they're doing, but for a lot of them, this is all they've ever known. This is all they've ever done in their lifetime. Well, what's tragic about this is that this is one of the very few coal companies that we've ever heard of mm-hmm. that was lauded for their safety yep. and for the way they treated their miners. Right. And for this to happen shows you that Accidents do happen no matter how safe and how cautious you happen to be. And right. this one obviously took a terrible toll in life in that town. Certainly did. And folks, that's the story of the Freighterville mine explosion. Another bit of the history of this place we call home, Appalachia. Now you can subscribe to the audio version of the stories podcast at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Audible, iHeartRadio, and on a new app called Good Pods, which is a podcast app and social network all wrapped up into one. You can also subscribe on your favorite podcast app, whatever it happens to be. Until next we meet, so long, everybody. So long. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.